Hi, I'm Geeta and I'm Swati. Welcome to episode 7 of the Autism Everyday podcast. Today we're going to be talking about schooling a new child with ASD. Just a little heads up for those of you who are tuning in just now. Geeta and I are BCBAs. We run Weekan, a resource center for autism in Chennai, and we are passionate about parent training, education, and of course ASD. So today we're going to dive right in and quote B.F. Skinner, who made a very bold statement, and it remains one of my favorite quotes till date. It goes something like this: "Education is what survives when what has been learned has been forgotten." Hmm, that's kind of intense, isn't it? <laughs> uh, truly, is a bold statement, and has so much of truth to it. Uh, this kind of enforced lockdown, thanks to the coronavirus scare, has brought schooling, or rather, the lack of it. into focus and really really makes us think about the why the why not and the what if right in the context of schooling and, and education uh-huh just imagine if you sat down and questioned this why does my child need to go to a formal school duh the answer is simple it's a done thing once a child is um, you know close to 3 years or sometimes even less uh If you're tuning in from India or parts of Asia, you know well that anything over three years of age is way too late to have your child sitting at home. He should be going somewhere <laughs> by then. Speaking of which, um, I went to a school amongst the many schools that I went to. I went to one particular school where the parents had to register for a seat for their child when the mother was pregnant. <laughs> Imagine your child isn't even born, but you know exactly where you're going to school them. Then there's the whole analysis, you know, of which school do you send your child to, which translates into which school will guarantee that your child gets into IIT, or which school will guarantee that your child becomes a doctor, or at the very least, make it to an Ivy League institution in the US. Yeah, it's um, it's so aspirational, isn't it? This clearly shows that as parents, you're actually determining what your child's future is going to look like. Now. Isn't that a decision that the child needs to be making when he is, you know, little more grown up and little more clear about who he is and what he wants? If you ask anybody for their definition of success, it would be an engineering degree, a professional degree of some sort, preferably engineering, a corporate job, of course, mm-hmm. marriage, mm-hmm. and two kids. And if you ask the parent of a child with autism, it would kind of follow this trajectory minus the engineering degree and an addition of the undefined happiness component right yeah so um pardon me here but i'm going to dig a little into my best friend data here um only 35% of individuals with ASD in america and i'm going to quote american figures because they have published numbers there So that's thirty-five percent of the kids with ASD graduate school and go on to college. Out out of these young adults with ASD who have actually successfully completed a college degree, eighty-five percent of them remain unemployed, which means only fifteen percent of them who actually have a college degree get a job. And now these few are employed. are usually fired from their jobs for what has been termed as social missteps at work wow those those numbers are really really 
hard hitting of course we don't have any such statistics um for india, for india right? we don't yeah. yeah and one must keep in mind that uh, you know this segment of children who actually finish school and go into college belong to that category of uh children who are probably in the high functioning end of the spectrum the sheldon coopers yeah yeah, yeah right which is a, a a percentage a small percentage but mm-hmm. what happens to the to the rest of the um, kids on the spectrum so where does it really leave us what should prior- our priorities be as educators as interventionists and as parents given these outcomes and those startling numbers uh do we need to be pushing kids on the spectrum down the already overburdened um school system it's overloaded and you know the system is really not prepared enough for children with diverse needs i mean look at the indian classrooms um classroom typically will have anywhere between 20 to 60 i mean 20 is a very idealistic number mm-hmm. and there's no denying there are some schools there average i would say is about 40 kids that's true right and even numbers as less as 8 kids to a class is not kind of ideal for children on the spectrum while re- regular kids are able to survive the cookie cutter approach and coming out with their own set of learnings and troubles you know uh, that can last a lifetime they do have coping mechanisms that help them kind of deal with these ups and downs of education and the schooling system mm-hmm. but if you put a child with asd in a similar setting he may just be fine sitting around there or doing his own thing or looking out of the window whatever but is he learning probably not is he learning to socialize which most parents claim is the reason why they put their toddlers into play school or kindergarten they say oh he may watch other kids and learn how to be like them he's not getting that skill into place either yeah i mean if he could learn by just being around others then he probably does not have autism yeah, i agree the very core deficit of asd gets in the way of them being able to spontaneously learn from the environment um because they require very direct intervention for them to learn so this brings us to the next burning question why not why not relook at schooling and why not redefine it that's true you know one of the things i always tell uh, parents of children with asd when I mean, they come in for a consultation and i think i've mentioned this before we talk about what are your aspirations for your child what are your long term goals for your child and when they talk about mainstream schooling options or just the way forward let's say okay one year of intervention and then what are you looking at and uh, you know they would invariably be schooling uh, i always tell them you know what neurotypical or so called our regular children are uh, disadvantaged in the fact that they don't have a choice they have to follow the beaten path of entering school at 3 if not earlier and can only come out exhausted um exhausted with all the knowledge and the effort and the fact that there is so much more ahead the fight to get into professional degrees and so on with a very with a very limited understanding of what the, what the world really looks like but you as a parent of a child with autism have the chance to do better for your child to look at alternatives to redefine education 
I had to redefine the expected outcomes of education. I mean, you don't have to follow the beaten path. And uh, I would see that as a beautiful opportunity that's presenting itself. But I'm going to admit that very, very few people <laughs> actually buy my argument. Right. right. Uh, while we're most definitely not suggesting that kids with ASD need not or cannot learn academics, we are looking at prioritizing and building knowledge as opposed to covering a very standardized mainstream curriculum because that's what somebody prescribed every child needs to know. Exactly. Yeah. So true. Looking back at what Skinner said, education is what you remember after what you learnt in school is long forgotten. We all went through so many topics in math and physics and chemistry and grammar and, you know, nightmares, nightmares really. <laughs> um, how many things do we remember today? Of course, we can speak in a grammatically reasonably correct sentence. But if you ask me to define parts of my sentence, you lost me there. And don't Past <laughs> participle, so many things, oh, right? Yeah, it is beyond me. <laughs> yeah. And don't even get me started on math. Yep. We all remember the four basic functions in math. And for anything that has more than two digits, I have a phone. So all I think we really retain are the skills that we use every day in our lives. Everything else was just prescribed. Yeah. So giving kids with autism the skills that they really need to live like you and me, maybe a more relevant way to redefine education for them. Like... The frills can come later. Let's give them what they need in mm-hmm. order to survive. And the last burning question, what if you did just that? Mm. Like looked at schooling differently for this child. What if you just did that? Then he'll be equipped with the knowledge to live, live well and be independent. And that probably is, you know, aspirational for most parents. Why not? Right? Yeah. Now, doesn't that sound like a better deal? And isn't that precisely what you and me also remember from our schooling days and from our education? All we remember is things that are functional, things that we need to know and use every day in our lives. Everything else is long forgotten. Once we pass the exams, it's like, yeah, I do. It is a vague memory somewhere, but (laughs) no, it's gone. (laughs) Yeah, food for thought indeed. Mm. So with that, we are wrapping up this episode on schooling and your child with ASD. Do write in to us at wechallengeautism at gmail.com with your thoughts or you can DM us. We are at wechallengeautism on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Thank you for tuning into Autism Every Day. Stay safe and see you next time.